Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Busted Business Bureau podcast. I am your host, Christian Borky. This podcast is produced by the Lincoln Lodge Theater, where I am currently sitting. I have um, an extremely special guest today. It is international supervillain Blender Bluid. What's going on, y'all? Embrace capitalism. <laughs> Only way we're going to get the six flags, y'all. <laughs> we can't do it on good thoughts and prayers, you know what I mean? Um, this is a great day for the two of us. We just ate at Fancy Plants Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Took a drive here. <laughs> drive was pure chaos. <laughs> the safest chaos I think I've ever been a part of. <laughs> I like to think of it as chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, we're going to jump right in. It's going to be about the Salvation Army this week. Mm. Um, tell me, what do you know about the Salvation Army? Um, they're a big old story. Store that sells uh, secondhand, maybe even thirdhand goods uh, for for the low, and from what I also hear, they they hate the gays, mm. uh, which is you know unfortunate. Power for the course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm glad that you brought that up about them hating the gays. Yeah. Um, that is actually not what we're going to be talking about today. Interesting. They hate more than the gays. They- <laughs> They do, they hate a lot of things actually. Oh, shout um, out to Salvation. They Army. do hate drugs and alcohol a lot, um, oh. which is so they're narcs. They're fucking narcs, fucking cops. Um, Worse than homophobes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before I get canceled by all all one homosexual listening to this, um, and that homosexual being my girlfriend, I the reason why I don't want to talk about the LGBT stuff is because it's been well covered. Yeah. On plenty of other podcasts and um, I don't know fucking YouTube's. Yeah. Um, I also don't think it's ever stopped the gays from buying from there. It has not. I think we've all gotten some goods, <laughs> some some leather packages from Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of like important and necessary work being done by like Christian homosexuals <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> to you know push the Salvation Army to not be doing that anymore. That's just not work that I do. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I appreciate their work. And they, at least publicly, on their website, they mm. have, like, an LGBT section now. Oh. And they hire, allegedly, hire gay people. And they, like, yeah. they have, like, a transgender um, shelter in Las Vegas. Like oh, sure. One. Okay. So yeah. we're actually trying to get better. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And so. We love growth. We love growth. And yeah. obviously, they still actively work against a lot of yeah. LGBT causes. But I'd sort of rather the shelter be there than the shelter not be yeah. there, you know? Yeah, that's important, yeah. Um, so, anyway. We're going to be talking about Salvation Army's rehab programs today. Um, because my vibe, whenever I thought about the Salvation Army, was like, well, they're against gays, but I'm glad that they're doing the other work that they're doing. Yeah. And that opinion was based on vibes alone. <laughs> <laughs> no there research, just Absolutely vibes. no research. And I feel like that is the common thread when people talk about the Salvation Army. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm glad at least something's being done, you know? Also, can I say something real quick? Absolutely. You have a great podcast voice. Really? <laughs> I know you were telling me, it's like, oh, I think I talk too fast. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's actually like really good. I'm so happy to hear that because I listened back and I was like, I can't understand me. No, no, it's, it's good. Maybe because I have brain rot. Sound professional. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, this it's the compliment <laughs> hour. No more Salvation Army. <laughs> you also have a lovely podcast voice and a lovely YouTube voice. Okay, I'm oh, done complimenting. You. Of God. course. Um, please check out Blender Blue it on YouTube. Hey, gang. Um, 
Okay, so Salvation Army is one of the largest global organizations, like, fucking, in, it, it's yeah. fucking massive. It's existed since 1865, and if we went over, like, every single problem with it, this would be 12 hours long. Damn, they old. They old as You old bitch. Fuck. <laughs> so fucking old. <laughs> um, that's why we're focusing on their attempts at rehab. Okay. Um, so Salvation Army, there's just like a little bit of history. I don't really give a shit about the history, mm. but it grew from a single site in London to a global enterprise providing charitable services in 130 countries. Mm. Per their website, they serve 23 million Americans annually, like alone, which it seems like a huge number. Um, allegedly, they've got 1.5 million, what I will loosely call employees, mm. um, employees and volunteers. Do you know anything about what they call the employees? No. Since it's the Salvation Army, they call them like officers and cadets and shit. It's so stupid. I hate that. I hate when any business does that, like tries to name them off their theme. Mm -hmm. Like, you shut up. It's like some little British virgin in 1865 decided to be a cadet. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's your on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Let me give you. Let me give you uh, my uh, my coffee beans captain over here. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Relax. It's not fun for anyone. It's not. Um, but the virgin who did, in fact, found it is <laughs> William and Catherine Booth. Um, they founded the Salvation Army in 1865. It was called something different back then, but I don't fucking care. Nice. Um, this is not a history podcast. <laughs> I mentioned them because they have a huge influence on the modern operations of the, like, um, rehab mm-hmm. facilities and everything. Really? They do. Um, because it's the Salvation Army, and so, it, no. like, their their values influence what they do today classic um their approach to addiction is molded by the opinions of a weird little man from 1865 he out. wrote basically a listicle for why you shouldn't do alcohol <laughs> <laughs> in like 1888 yeah, um it's some of it holds up kind of well like don't give don't give kids alcohol mm-hmm. i would agree with that yeah fair enough but most of it is completely fucking unhinged from reality even for like <laughs> a lack of science in 1888 here's a, a lengthy quote Make the children understand that the thing is an evil in itself. Show them that it is manufactured by man, that God never made a drop of alcohol. To say that alcohol is a good creature of God is one of the devil's own lies fathered on foolish and ignorant people. It is a man-manufactured article. The earth nowhere produces a drop of it. The good creatures of God have to be tortured and perverted before any of it can be obtained. There is not a drop in all creation made by God or that owes its existence to a purely natural cause. Wow. And the thing is, that's just wrong. Yeah, that's completely wrong. Alcohol is, wrong. in fact, natural. Yeah, it's, it's extremely natural. fermented fruit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fruit that's it's like he's One, he's a dork. Two, like, and two, yes, it occurs naturally. And then three, Jesus was drinking all the time, bro. Jesus was out here giving all the salvations, being like, yo, this salvation is dope. We should drink to this. I didn't even think about the fact that Jesus, in fact, yeah. pioneered blood My man said, yo, it's after 6 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Enough of this water shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, despite the fact that William and Catherine Booth are very funny, yeah. um, they're very influential and interesting and cool. They have eight extremely sexy children um, <laughs> that all have beef with the eldest son. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on them because the story is so intertwined with U.S. history mm-hmm. and politics that, like, two little British virgins from 1865 yeah. don't really have an effect on how the rehab programs operate today. It was just helpful context to know that, like, the Salvation Army takes a very abstinence-only approach to alcohol, like no social drinking, no any of that. Yeah. Um, cut it off cold turkey completely. That is just the relevant context. 
So I love white people beef because it's always <laughs> it's always like family shit, and it's always like, nah, I'll kill you for this percentage of this company. That's exactly what it was. I love that. The eldest son <laughs> took over. I you don't care, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, the eldest son took over like the Salvation Army, and all yeah. of the other ones quit. They like hated him. He was too mm-hmm. authoritarian. Um, <laughs> he was too you know whatever. But he was he was yeah. also the ugliest one, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. See, black people beef is way cooler. Like we actually fight over like parts of a town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we like we. <laughs> Need this. He fought yeah. over the right to be called lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to sell to sell shoes. Whack. Trash. <laughs> kill, for, kill for capital, y'all. <laughs> I do love this message coming out of today. Um, so the Salvation Army um, Adult Rehabilitation Centers, or ARCs, mm. that's what they'll be called this entire time. Um, per the Salvation Army newspaper, it's called the New Frontier Chronicle, now called Caring Magazine. Nice. Uh, describes the history of its first cheap food and shelter establishment by saying it was founded in the U.S. on December 23, 1891. 36 men were given food and shelter in exchange for the promise of two hours of work in the morning, washing dishes, cleaning up, and chopping and sawing firewood. <laughs> um, I can't be fucked to see if that claim is true. I don't, <laughs> I don't know and I don't care. Um, but it's just worth noting that their first attempt at a rehab thing was doing work and mm. then staying in one place for the rest of the day. Um, that is sort yeah. of their idea of rehab is like doing a little job. bit of work and then vibing. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. a job. Um, Caring Magazine continues, this premise developed into the Salvation Army's Adult Re- uh, Rehabilitation Center program, which today provides spiritual, social, and emotional assistance to men and women with no government funding. I want you to put a pin in that claim because um, okay. we'll come back to that later with no government funding. Interesting. Um, so how the adult rehabilitation centers work, there's a number, number of legal mechanisms coded into U.S. law designed to disenfranchise specific people. Mm-hmm. Um, people with addictions who are arrested for drugs only have a few options as a result. Mm-hmm. They can serve in jail or under certain circumstances, they can complete a drug rehabilitation program. Interesting to note is there is no federal regulatory body for rehabilitation programs, so you could just open one and say yeah. it's rehab, and then like somebody, like a judge will send somebody to you. Yeah, you have a fucking building, you're ready to go. <laughs> like, wow, um, it was hustling. Literally, and so the Salvation Army is a great place if you're a judge to like send somebody mm-hmm. for certain, you know, certain crimes, certain circumstances. Um, but yeah, there's no federal regulatory body for what constitutes a rehab, which is insane. I feel like we should have that, yeah, <laughs> especially right? for sending people there in lieu of incarceration. I feel like there should just be a little something. Not yeah. to be all big government, but I don't like the government. <laughs> more government. <laughs> they, just, they figured it out. I feel like it should be a little more government as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a good John Oliver piece, if you'd like it mansplained to you instead. But mm. the Salvation <laughs> Army basically doesn't need to be licensed um, okay. to do these rehab facilities. Um, this seems so ghetto. I, I, this is not even... We're on page three. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, that's one way to, you know, find yourself in an ARC. Another way is mm. to just walk in. Like, you know, you're addicted to something, you don't, you, know, you want to change your life. Yeah. You could just walk into a Salvation Army ARC and be like, please, program. <laughs> program now, please. Yes. Um, some conditions do apply, though, if you'd like to apply to be in the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Program. Oh, First of all, you can't be a sex offender. You yeah. can't have TB. You can't do anything anymore. You can't have TB. You can't have TB, which... <laughs> uh, uh, damn. Damn liberals. <laughs> Ruining everything. <laughs> it's damn. And it's like I got TB on top of my drug addiction now. I can't. I can't fix either. God, that's what a life. Yikes. 
You also need to physically be able to work for eight hours a day. And that's like on their website. Okay, this is so not like is, secret shit. This is ableist as shit. Yeah, I'm glad that you picked up on it because if you're disabled, like, fuck off. Yeah, Sorry. Um, right? Not and for think you. about how many people who are disabled who are also like addicted to painkillers mm-hmm. just because of like the state of things. But if you are unable to yeah, complete shit. like truck unloading, yeah. clothes sorting, or you know, sweeping up shit in a bathroom, you are unable to enroll in this adult rehabilitation center. Yeah, Salvation Army said good luck. They said, yeah, they said good luck, fuck off. Um, <laughs> which, you know what? Maybe a lot of people will not be shedding tears once they find out what happens in these programs. Um, when you first enter the program, be it justice referred or a walk-in, you're immediately thrown into a dark period. So no phone, no leaving the building, and no contact with the outside world. Okay, off the grid. Uh, very off grid. And this is a tactic, as somebody who went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. it's a tactic I recognize. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, this is what they did before Kairos. They're like, no phones, no outside world, you're in the cabin in the woods, go pray. Um, so I, 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 it's a familiar tactic, is all I have to say about that. Uh, and on the one hand, I get it, right? Like, you mm-hmm. don't want people using their phone to get more drugs when they have come to your rehab, facil- you know, rehab yeah. facility. Um, but, however, most of this will paint a picture that they rob people of their autonomy. Yeah. And so it's just sort of step one of doing that, is like yeah. no communication and no personal mm. fucking phone. It's, yeah, it's weird that they're like, yeah, no phone, no drugs. Easy. Easy. We Easy. just solved it. God. And, and sprinkle a little bit of God in there. And then that's how you get that <laughs> Um, so after the dark period, which is about 45 days long or until you earn it, which is a long time to be without your phone, like a month and a half. Yeah. That shit's our pacifier, famously. Um, <laughs> 45 days without it is a long time. 45 days. And then after that, you are put into work therapy, um, <laughs> which is the worst this combination of words. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I don't know much. I don't know everything about slavery. This sounds like slavery. <laughs> I am glad you said that because a lot of the reasons that this is codified into U.S. law, we'll talk about the legal stuff mm-hmm. later, but this has been baked into our legal system since the very fucking beginning. Ah, uh, it's slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single law that has made since slavery has been a, a way to get slavery yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, prison systems was like, yo, you remember slavery? We should, we should do something like that. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. And this is, <laughs> instead of going to prison, you do this, which is just slavery with extra steps. And right, Jesus. yeah. Like, oh, they wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, so work therapy is exactly what it sounds like. You fucking work. Um, so all this information is coming from a number of like local news sources and firsthand testimonies. I don't know why I have to tell you I didn't make this shit up, but I didn't make this shit up. <laughs> um, the operation of tons of Salvation Army stores in the U.S. is possible through work therapy. Participants in the program are made to sort through donations, unload trucks coming in, clean bathrooms, and perform building maintenance, etc. Managers of the program decide when you work. Um, and it's almost always more than 40 hours a week. Like, they're <laughs> lying when they say it's 40. It's absolutely never 40. Um, I don't know, y'all. This sounds in- a lot like slavery. Instead of any money... Participants earn gratuity each week. Ah, uh, this anywhere, anywhere between, are you ready? $1 and $26 per week. This is slave And the, and the oh, money is only redeemable God. at Salvation Army Canteen. Yo, they giving you coupons, guys? <laughs> they giving you fun bucks? Yo, this is slavery, <laughs> man. They give you tokens and tickets, bro. It's Chuck E. Cheese tokens. No, 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 this is slavery. That is the Salvation Army. I hate to see it. Oh, so... <laughs> Imagine being addicted to drugs, and then they'd be like, "Yo, you gotta become a slave." That's exact. That's what they think is gonna happen to make you better. Um, which is just an insane. It. I. I blame William Booth. I think he's stupid. <laughs> 
So Richard New, an administrator at the Charlotte-based Adult Rehab Center, manages to shed light on the other side of the argument while also revealing how fucked up it is. Yeah. Um, so he talks about how the Salvation Army does provide participants with like food, room and board, clothing, yeah. and work opportunities, which you would think in theory would make up for the fact that they're not paid for all that work. It's like yeah. they're earning their keep at the, the place. Um, <laughs> is what the, you would The slavery make, factory. The slavery factory. Um, but... So while they do provide clothing, food, shelter, et cetera, um, and we'll keep talking about that, he, when it comes to personal items uh, in the small gratuity thing, mm. Richard News says that the gratuity is meant to go towards personal items, things like laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware that laundry is a personal choice, yeah, right? <laughs> a personal thing, <laughs> instead of like fucking anything else. I also, it's crazy. Do they not do laundry there? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, do you have to spend your money on... Oh, so man. someone could not earn enough to do laundry. That is the implication. And I think he did not think of the implication when he said Yikes. that to the reporters. <laughs> because what the fuck are you talking about? No, I hate if you had to call in sick and there go your laundry privileges for the week. <laughs> God damn. So you you sick, you addicted to drugs, and you ain't got no clean clothes? And you're, and you're smelly. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, pretty yeah, rough. That's rough. And so let's circle back to this food and shelter thing. Yeah. Obviously, the shelter isn't great. From all accounts, they cram anywhere between like 4 and 20 people into a fucking dorm. Um, <laughs> Damn. It's it's tight. Um, and it just, it doesn't sound great. <sighs> Sounds like a slave ship. I'm it's, not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I, look, look up Google slave ships. <laughs> Google slave ships. Blueprints. It's, it's <laughs> and a not, picture of the Salvation Army. not looking up. good. Um, I need to talk about the food. Yeah. Um, when participants enter the program, they are required, if they don't already, to sign up for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP. Um, Shout out SNAP. Famously is a governmental funding program designed to help people in poverty access food. Mm-hmm. After signing up, or if they have it already, um, the participants are required to sign over their SNAP funding to the Salvation Army. What? This is, in fact, a perfectly legal thing to do. You're allowed to do it, and it keeps costs low. Like, if everyone pulls their snap together, okay. then you can go, to, go on a Sam's Club run, yeah. get some foodies for everybody. Um, but an anonymous participant of the Des Moines ARC wrote to a local reporter asking for the matter to be investigated because he just was like, that sounds illegal. Yeah, this sounds <laughs> He's like, sketch. It, it feels sketchy. And, again, it is, unfortunately, perfectly legal yeah. because, like we've been talking about, it's coded into every mm-hmm. fucking U.S. law. Um and they were also swiping their EBT cards and not telling them how they were being used, according to this anonymous mm. um, Des Moines dude at the ARC. The Salvation Army also allegedly, oh, I'm sorry, swiping EBT cards. That's what I meant to read. In this extremely chaotic fucking local news article, journal- journalist Lee Rude explains that the anonymous participant was concerned because the Salvation Army had instructed them to lie on the phone when signing up for SNAP. I think the particular person didn't know that, mm. like, it's legal to do that. Um so yeah. that's why he was con- he was concerned. Um, but then Lee Rude asked Major Tim Miller, fucking Major Tim Miller, because he's a fucking army. <laughs> <laughs> she asked Major Tim Miller, administrator of the Des Moines Rehab Center, about it, and he wrote back, it's not true that all residents are told to lie, he said. That wouldn't be very Christian. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Um, you said, oh, shut up. I would like to once again remind you of the quote from the beginning that the Salvation Army's ARC program provides spiritual, social, and emotional assistance to men and women with no government funding. When, in fact, they do yeah. pull all of the government it's funding together. All this snap together. I feel like it's unchristian to lie, Salvation yeah, Army. you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same fucking thing. Wow. I felt like a genius when I put that together. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, none of the reporting seems to acknowledge that fact, but it's yeah. like, I am. I'm acknowledging yeah, the fact. that's weird. <laughs> um, stupid as fuck. Anyway, the broader picture I'm trying to paint here with the jokey jokes aside about food is that the participants, the participants are stripped of any basic functioning autonomy from the outside world when they enter the program, be it mm. food, shelter, clothing, your fucking phone. No. Um, and down to their own fucking snap money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing so far? <laughs> this, is great. this is so interesting. Right? I didn't know. This is, this is a hot mess. It's, uh, it gets even messier. Oh, um, these programs last anywhere between six months to two years. Jesus. And most people, they don't even need to do their own self-reporting, which they don't. Mm. But most people don't fucking last because <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it. <laughs> um, not only do they release, they never release any success rates. Um, but it's <laughs> what they because they don't have to they're not licensed they're a religious organization they don't even have to reveal their God, fucking taxes like, not taxes bullshit. but they don't have to reveal their financials at all but they're um, a non-profit they're a religious non-profit so they don't oh, have to shit. file a form 990 god damn it i know right <laughs> um salvation is a Salvation Army is packing their stores with free laborers under the guise of drug rehabilitation. And it's for what it's worth, there is a growing body of studies saying that autonomy and financial incentives in addition to work mm-hmm. is what combats addiction, not just fucking working for free. Mm-hmm. Um, like, getting choices back and getting, yeah. you know, more freedom for yourself in a structured <sighs> way is helpful for addiction. It's a growing body of study, but like... Yeah. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, when I saw all of this, I was like, what legal mechanisms are keeping this in place? Because it seems mm. like a lot of workers are like, what the fuck is up with yeah. this? This is stupid. Um, so in the year of our Lord, 1990, the U.S. Department of Labor, Labor ruled that the Salvation Army needs to pay its workers minimum wage. Mm. Uh, that happened in 1990. And so I've been talking this whole story, and they God have uh, not been doing that. Um, because um, I'm going to quote from a Media Hub article written by students at the University of North North Carolina. They went off. Um, Charlotte Salvation Army representatives said that work therapy programs would be difficult to operate if the beneficiaries received wages. Salvation Army officials said that the organization didn't intend to comply with the minimum wage requirement. In response to the 1990 investigation, the Salvation Army filed a lawsuit and lobbied lawmakers, refusing to pay rehab participants. The Department of Labor quickly backed off, suspending its investigation of the Salvation Army. The 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 statement of it would be very difficult to operate if we paid our workers. They sound like a someone who owns like a McDonald's franchise. <laughs> they sound like someone who opened a wing stop and said, "You know, it would be actually really difficult to own this wing stop if I had to pay my workers for it." It's like, it's like that's the point, my guy. That is, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you shouldn't own the wing stop. Maybe there is a, a way you can change the way that you are owning the wing yeah. stop because it sounds like you're fucking it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's Jesus. also it's once again worth mentioning that. All of the thrift stores pull in like at least 600, not all of them like yeah. individually, but as a collective, mm. pull in at least 600 million a year from like sales alone yeah. um, in revenue. In addition to all of the other like grants and shit mm. and donations that the Salvation Army is getting, mm-hmm. it is insane that they can't find the money yeah. to pay even even minimum wage or even mm. you could say something less than Especially minimum wage. Especially now like, when it's like even, even more people thrift than ever before. Mm-hmm. It's like you have the money. 
So they <laughs> they've been releasing a couple like boohoo stories mm-hmm. uh, in the northwest, being like, "We had to close our Salvation Army down um, because people are too many millennials." Oh, I wish I had the article in front of me. They're like, "Too many millennials and Gen Z are into thrifting now, and they go other places." <laughs> so they had to close like one or two stores down in the northeast, along with the ARCs, um, and they were real butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like. I think there is a redistribution of the way that you structure yeah. your, your finances that could have prevented this. Anyways, um, in addition to the fact that Department of Labor backed down on like asking them to pay people minimum wage in 1990, um, it has even since then, added new rules to its field operations handbook, saying that investigators have to get approval before investigating the Salvation Army's rehabilitation centers. Meaning, they... <laughs> They were like, oh, sorry, you don't have to pay workers. And also, we're adding a new thing that says you have to get approval before investigating the Salvation Army. Like, the Salvation Army is huge, extremely good at lobbying, um, and gets shit done. You know, as, a, as an international supervillain who loves crime, I can only <laughs> appreciate the scammery. Because this is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how they can, are, are getting away with this bullshit. It's because they are so fucking massive. It is yeah. like the scale at which they reach. Is this is nuts. Unfathomable. Um, getting the Department of Labor to do whatever you want. Incredible. Honestly, yeah. and I kind of used to move. <laughs> they must have so many like rich people donating there that they give mm-hmm. like tax credits to or whatever that they're just like, yeah, whatever, we got you. <laughs> as long as you, you know, make some laws in our favor too. You know, Christians are really good at that sort of thing. They really are, Christians man. are amazing at lobbying. Yeah, like it's unfortunate. It is. It's it's admirable. Except for me, I'm a Christian and I've I fail at lobbying. <laughs> I be lobbying all the time. Nothing works out. You need to crack open that Bible. Again. I think I always be lobbying for bad ideas. I think that's what it is. I'm like, yeah, man, uh, defund the arts. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, people would hate that if we did that. And I'm like, well. All right. Crack open the Bible again. You'll you'll get it. Yeah, all right, I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, in two thousand and one, this is a different legal case that is just setting up. It's setting up the the whole way home. Um, on August twenty fourth of two thousand and one, Guy Dixon, great name, suffered an injury. <laughs> I'm just like fake name. <laughs> it does sound very fake. <laughs> Guy Dixon suffered an injury while operating a forklift as part of his work therapy in the rehabilitation program. Which also you have to be certified to operate a forklift. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. I, it doesn't say it's, in the court it's called case. Called forklift certification. <laughs> I work for a nonprofit that would uh, work with people to get those. Are you forklift certified? I'm not. No, but I knew some people who were. Mm, unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he was injured while operating a forklift. He was released from the program at the time. Like they said, fuck off. Yeah. Um, because the, the Salvation Army had neither the facilities nor the resources to take care of Dixon once he was injured. He was initially confined to a wheelchair. Later, he was able to use crutches and ultimately recovered. A W for the Dixon community. Shout out to Dixon. <laughs> In 2004-ish, he applied for and received a job at the Salvation Army because he was like, where the fuck else am I going to go? Um, and he requested workers' compensation from the time that he was injured. Mm. So, like, he was in the ARC, got booted, got hired by the Salvation Army, and was like, I want workers' comp time for yeah. that. Um, he, he was denied workers' comp because of a number of legal reasons, but he was not considered an employee at the time of him being in the drug rehabilitation mm. program because he was doing work that was a benefit to himself, not the company. And that's why they didn't classify him as like a laborer for the company, um, which is unfortunately relevant because it is existing case law and it makes it really fucking hard <laughs> to advocate for more workers' rights for people in the ARCs. Also, mm. this made it to the Supreme Court of Arkansas. Yeehaw. That's crazy. 
Yeah. I so when things like this happen, I'm always like, so rich people always have that decision of like, do they just pay the person and say, all right, keep it quiet, or do they, or do they choose to fight it? I feel like it's always like a weird choice for them. Mm-hmm. And I guess they fought it this time, but like, why? It's one person, and <laughs> you know you're one. wrong. <laughs> I think because then it would create existing case law that makes a case for I all say, of the workers. Here's an extra ten thousand. Keep this hush hush. <laughs> I like hearing what you would do if you were in the Salvation Army. Yeah. If I'm already committing these scams, man, fuck it. Take it a little further? Yeah. See, and look, now we're talking about on this podcast. If I had just paid Guy Dixon some hush money, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be talking about this. I would have asked him to change his name, presumably again. Yeah. Make it Guy even something faker last name. <laughs> Guy fake last name. Yeah. Um, so... This is case law explicitly stating that the work provided during ARC programs is not considered labor for a company. It is explicitly considered rehabilitative. Rehabilitative. Rehabilitative? Rehabilitative. I can't. I am illiterate. I I, went to A school. I can't believe I decided to do a podcast where I read. (laughs) This is (laughs) so difficult. Um, So it's, this work therapy is akin to fucking like equine therapy. (laughs) It's the same level of you can't get fucking paid for it. Yeah. So this story is actually still breaking. Um, really? Mm-hmm. In May of 2021, the year of our Lord 2021. Um, there's a case that's raised in California that, oh, God, I can't remember now if it's a class action lawsuit because it's called Spillman versus the Salvation Army, I think. Mm. I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. Um, so the angle that they're going for is that, like, I work in this ARC. I want mm. minimum wage. Under California law, I should be owed minimum wage. That's, like, their argument. Mm. Um, this is less interesting. I also know jack shit about the law, so I don't know if it's going to do well. I doubt it'll do well. Yeah. Um, but I would like to direct our attention to one that's in Chicago um, that was filed on November 15th, 2021. Oh, shit. It's literally just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so right? this is thrilling for me. Um, the complaint is interesting because the angle they're going for is that the ARCs violate the Trafficking Victims Protection Reauthorization Act. So instead yeah. of doing like a minimum wage workers thing, they're like, you are entrapping people <laughs> and you cannot do that. Yeah. Um, based on everything that we've been talking about so far, it's like you have no freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. Your food and shelter are controlled by the Salvation yeah, you're Army. Cut off from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel, you know, having all that set up, um, you know, taking into account everything we've gone over, the complaint alleges that this makes participants completely dependent on the Salvation Army for all of their needs in a problematic way. Additionally, and this is, like, so sad, there's a toxic culture that is brewed among employees who are paid to work there and, like, the people who are not paid to work there, Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you're not working fast enough, I'll report you, and then you'll go to jail. Or if you don't get this done on time, like, I'm going to tell your parole officer. Like, a number of insane shit to say to somebody of people who do not have hearts. Oh my God. Just little monsters being like the regional operations manager. I guess they wouldn't be called that. I guess they'd be called lieutenant. This (laughs) needs like a Ellen DeGeneres kind of expose where we're like, oh, you thought thought they were really quirky. Salvation was quirky and nice and like to dance. No, they're actually a piece of shit to the workers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Salvation Army is Ellen DeGeneres. I want you to take that away from this podcast. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Can we name it that? Um, and so this complaint alleges that it makes participants completely dependent on the Salvation Army for all their needs. Um, so there is one plaintiff, there's four plaintiffs that like represent everybody in the class action lawsuit, um, for the Chicago one. Um, he is, Lavertus Page is a class representative for the walk-in class. So he decided to come to this ARC. Shout out to Lavertus. Shout out to Lavertus. Um, 
he part of his job there was to cater private events, including weddings, funerals, and parties, mm. um, serving food that was like forty dollars a plate. And so he was serving food that cost more a plate than what he made in a week. Can yeah. you imagine working for a fucking week and then getting do one pay, plate? Of food? Do they pay for that money with their with their snap funds? It's unclear. There's no way to prove that. Oh, um, yeah, it came from their snap yeah, funds. Man. It's just it's insult no. to injury knowing it probably came from no. their snap funds. No. <laughs> um. So, again, 30 to 40 a plate. Um, he had to perform strenuous works on the docks of the Salvation Army thrift stores as well. H- having to haul shit and do catering, yeah. I'm exhausted just reading this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, in exchange for his labor, he was given between $1 and $20 a week. That's all he was able to get. Um, God damn! <laughs> he, oh, this, I cried when I read this, and so I'm not going to cry again. They paid Paige so little that he couldn't build up the savings required to achieve stability elsewhere. They took his EBT card and returned it with a $0 balance when he left. And he chose to go there. And <laughs> this cry. is kind of like, this is not me trying to make light of prison, but this is almost worse than prison. And because then, yeah. you have to like earn your way out in a way that's like, you could just stay there because mm-hmm. you don't have money. Mm-hmm. And Whereas like prison has a set time. You also risk further incarceration by yeah. like breaking the quote unquote rules here. Um, Yo, this so is wild. It is insane that prison does seem like a better deal than yeah, doing right? this damn salvation At least you thing. know prison's like, all right, five years, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Salvation Army's like, I don't know, man. I don't even know if I'll do laundry this week. It's whenever, like, Colonel Dickhead decides you yeah. get to leave. Like, God, what the hell? Um, this feels like the orphanage and Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> but they just kind of want to keep them orphans. <laughs> can't respond to that seriously. That's what came to my mind. I don't know. You're, it's, painting, <laughs> it's, painting a, it's painting a picture in yeah. my mind that I was unable it's to It's giving me before. little orphan. <laughs> it's, it's, what's, the, what's the woman's uh, name in it? Like Miss Hannigan? <laughs> Miss Hannigan. It's giving Hannigan. It's giving Hannigan. <laughs> <laughs> hours a week to access food and shelter um for at least his first 30 days they prevented him from leaving except to work in the facilities they forbid him from using a telephone he couldn't build his savings couldn't achieve financial independence by and they imposed strict requirements on his time and sharply limited his freedom of movement and communication the way that they frame um their argument that like is against Mm. the the trafficking reauthorization act through design policies and procedures of the arc program um, Salvation Army intentionally cultivated Page's reliance on the ARC for necessities, including food and shelter. Employees told Page and other walk-in participants they would lose their access to food and shelter if they didn't follow work instructions. Page saw other walk-in participants lose their access to food and shelter for not following the work instructions. Page saw other participants kicked out of the program during wintry conditions in the middle of the night for not following their instructions. By these communications and actions, and by the structure, policies, and procedures of the ARC program, Salvation Army leveraged Page's reliance and vulnerability as part of a scheme to obtain his labor. By these communications and actions, and by the structure, policies, and procedures of the program, Salvation Army threatened Page's access to food and housing to obtain labor, which is why it is against. The- That's nuts. I bet, and I bet they're not like. I think Chicago has that like uh, that law that you can't evict people in certain weather conditions. I mm-hmm. bet like, they're not even protected no. under that. No, that they sucks. quite literally are not. Um, Yo, this is awful. So this story is continuing to break. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, oh God, what the hell is your name? 
Shoshana Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Jesus. You know, I'm going to look it up because it's the same that I don't remember her name. Um, so Shana Walters, I believe, is her mm. name, did this incredible, incredible report. Um, so Shana Walter, that's her name. I'm just a little fool who can't remember anything. Um, <laughs> just a little fool, <laughs> fool in who can't remember anything. Um, she put together this like <clears throat> list of which Salvation Armies oh are like my God. licensed. She's a psycho and I love her. It's, it's mostly none. <laughs> it's mostly none. Um, <laughs> Uh, so she put together this incredible report for Reveal News that is what got me onto this story. Mm. Um, so I do want to thank her for her journalism. Once again, this story is continuing to break to this day. So there is really no solution to any of this, and it's unclear whether or not this complaint will be taken to court, let alone no. will win, um, and what that would mean for <sighs> participants in these rehab facilities Yeah, if it were to be a success. Um, this is just, it's just so weird how blatantly illegal it all is. I think illegal is maybe the wrong word. Immoral is the uh, word I, I think true. of. I guess, yeah, it I is guess, like, extremely yeah. legal. Maybe, maybe I'm giving too much credit to law. The American law, yeah, yeah, because it is, in fact, quite legal to keep doing that to people yeah. for as long as you fucking want. Yeah, this is, this is just so blatantly wrong mm-hmm. that it's like, how can this just be? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there is another article. This is just like insult to injury. It's humiliation, I yeah. would say. Um, there is another article t- of a person who used to work at a Salvation Army, um, who was like paid to work there, mm-hmm. and he was like, the, dis- the conditions of the Salvation Army stores are disgusting because people turn in like shit-covered clothing, and like yeah. it is dangerous from a biohazard perspective. In mm-hmm. addition to the fact that like <laughs> it is backbreaking labor, you're on a forklift or you're gonna fucking fall, whatever. Yeah. Every time I go into Salvation Army, I see they got underwear there. I'm like, well, <laughs> who, what, well, do we need this here? <laughs> I don't know if anyone needs secondhand underwear. So you've never gotten underwear from Salvation Army? Uh, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, I I like my body to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> not saying, look, if you got, if you ever had to buy Salvation Army underwear out there, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just saying that that sounds disgusting. Yeah, I hope you've put it in the washer after. Yeah. If you've earned your laundry privileges, I, I hope, hope you. Got- I hope you maybe just decide to buy underwear <laughs> uh, zero hand. <laughs> yeah. Zero hand underwear is in fact the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, unfortunately, I have no ending to the story. That's nuts. Um, that is that is the Salvation Army um, rehabilitation centers in. That's just so crazy that it exists. Eighteen little bite sized podcast. It's with them when we talk about modern day slavery. Like I feel like the topics with, with modern day slavery, it's like human trafficking and prison, mm-hmm. and then you have to add Salvation Army rehab centers to that list. It's kind of a mix of uh, both. If you're talking about the um, like the Trafficking Reauthorization Act, yeah. it's, it's like, kind of like okay. Salvation said, "Oh, human traffic in prison? Hmm. Dude, what <laughs> if you put them together? Peanut butter and jelly." <laughs> They made a flipper nutter out of humanity's worst crimes. Yep. What? Um, so next, this is what I feel like I is the point after every podcast yeah. is I'm like, before you donate somewhere, just like Google it. Yeah. Just, just yeah. That was it. my question for you is, are you ever going to shop at a Salvation Army after this? No. Um, I totally forgot the, the <laughs> part of the podcast I wanted to mention. I live right next to a Salvation Army uh, college for officer training. Um, what? It is. It's right next to a church. It, uh, you have probably seen it because it's yeah. near the center on Halstead. It's like okay. maybe less than a block away. Oh, really? Um, it is a huge fucking building, and I'm excited to show it to you. Um, it, it 
I, it's unclear what they do at yeah. this fucking college for officer training. Uh, hang on, I gotta find the link. Um, college for officer training. College for officer training. I saw a Facebook post. They were like, this year's classes are <laughs> business, <Yeah>. pastoring. <laughs> like, Anything that trains officers, I usually have a, a not support clause. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, by officers, it's like military officers. Yeah. Like they're training to be like little lieutenants like, and stupid. I don't shit. like officers. Too many F's in that word. Too many F's in that fucking word. Um, college officer training. It's like this huge lot. It used to be a mansion. Oh, I don't have internet here. Anyways, the way you were typing on that as if you could was hilarious. Uh, I know I wrote it down somewhere. So I'll find it. Oh yeah. So it's this huge. It's forty-five thousand square feet. Uh, it used to be a family home for shoe manufacturer Joseph E. Tilt. The mansion originally had fourteen bedrooms, seventeen fireplaces, a library, ballroom, billiards room, wine cellar, gym. Yeah, you know Lady Gaga meme where it's like club, another yeah. club, <laughs> another club. Um, Salvation Army purchased the property in 1920 to house cadets in training. Cadets. I'm going to hate that. In 90-plus years, over 7,000 officers have been trained in the William Booth Memorial Training College called Booth Manor. The Tudor Gothic <laughs> mansion includes a pitched roof and buttressed chimneys and is surrounded by a seven-foot wall, which is probably why you haven't seen it because it's like a huge, yeah. huge wall. Oh, my God. Christine uh-huh. handed me her phone gets Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the building. It is... Bucking oh, I think I have maybe seen You've it. maybe seen it if there's like a picture with the wall around it too. Yeah. Um, the It's to me most distinct from this angle because I yes. feel like this is it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, all the details are reminiscent of a secluded English country home despite being located in the bustling heart of Lakeview. I think it's funny that they bought this in 1920 and now they live right around all the homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Like it's in the heart of Boys Town. Yeah, heart of Gay Village. <laughs> heart of Gay Village. And that is where the Salvation Army College for Officer Training for the entire Midwest, I believe. Um, now, when we were having, when we were eating earlier, I told you I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. But I will say. I love the just way like the sentence is starting. Looking at that building and like knowing the story and knowing that they're like training cadets and shit it feels so like fucking illuminati in a way and they have to wear at least for like their opening ceremonies uniforms and it's just like weird vibes this feels illuminati as shit Mm -hmm. they got this secret human trafficking situation going where they take snap money but it's not technically government money and they call people. I don't know, man. All this feels real sus. I think when you are over the age of twenty-five and you have to wear a uniform, it's sus. Yeah, it doesn't 100%. matter for what. It yeah. is suspicious to me. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some, this feels like there's a lot going. So if someone busts this thing wide open, it feels like there's gonna be a lot more going on here. Mm-hmm. This is like just the heart of it, or you know, just the, the scratching the surface. Yeah. Dare I say? If there's one thing I know about scammery is you never have just one scam. No. Nah, nah. And I'm sure there's other programs. I mean. I I can't say this for certain, so Salvation Army, no suing me, but um, if this is just one and they have operations in 130 different countries. Yeah, right. Like, each country has its own issues or whatever that aren't interconnected. But Each country got their own scams. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That is the Busted Business Bureau episode on, wow. on the freaking Salvation Army. How are you doing? How, do we need to emotionally unpack anything? This is crazy. <laughs> now I'm see. I don't typically shop at Salvation Army, but sometimes I walk up in there and they got like a nice blazer, so nice some some nice jewelry. 
but now I'm gonna like, mm, mm, I'm gonna think like, twice. I feel like you don't have to give them product. I feel like that is yeah. a very easy way to not support yeah. the Salvation Army is not giving them product. I have my own little um, rebellion to the Salvation Army because mm-hmm. they stand right outside the Jewel Osco. Yeah. Um, and there's always like, you know, one or two dudes also sitting outside the Jewel Osco. And so I yeah. perp- like I hand the money right in front of the Salvation mm-hmm. Army dude and, you know, walk away. <laughs> you know, I used to do that actually. Yeah? Yeah. You used um, to do the uh, Salvation Army bell ringing? Yeah, I did. You are. Fu- I did. And why did that not come up at any point <laughs> in the story? I guess I didn't think about it. I didn't remember until just now. I used to be uh, a part of this like church group and we would find like random volunteers shit to do and so like sometimes we would actually like we would go to Detroit and do shit and that's how I, I spent some time in Detroit and I love Detroit mm-hmm. um, but in sometimes cases we would like for a winter time we would just take shifts doing the bell ringing outside of like a store or some shit oh this one time it was really cool this one time this black dude gave me $20 and he said keep this for yourself <laughs> and I said oh well that's nice of you but I'll, I'll put it back in the bucket now <laughs> I think he was fucking he knew what was going on <laughs> He probably thought, I mean, I was a child, but he maybe thought I was being human trafficked. And he was like, keep this for yourself so you can make it out. <laughs> I think that black dude actually knew more. He was ahead it. of his time. He really, he knew more about the game. What was year was to, this? When was this? This was probably like 2007, maybe, something wow. like that. Yeah. Under Bush. I know. Hey, it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, guys. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad I know something new about you now. Yeah, that's wild, yo. Yeah. I don't know. That is pretty freaking cool. This, this is why the only Christians I trust are POCs. <laughs> <laughs> White Christians be doing a lot. White Christians are horrifying. In they are, they're terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> they're so scary because they do shit like this. Haven't gone to Catholic All under school. our noses. All I have to say, I, I hope someone from my high school is listening because... <laughs> Like, See, that's the thing, like, black Christians aren't business people. Mm. Like, we just like, oh, yeah, we got space and we got some cornbread. You want some cornbread? <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, we are chill. <laughs> white Christians are like, no, I also run an empire. <laughs> We're going to figure this shit out. White Christians are like, marriage equality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Setting you in society back. Right? <laughs> I don't get it. I had a religious teacher foaming at the mouth one day junior year over yeah. anal sex, and it was <laughs> disturbing <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Jesus Kevin Barry. <laughs> I feel like my Christian experience has been really, I got really like lucky. Cause even though I came from like a conservative like town, mm-hmm. like I had a science teacher who was, who believed in God, but was like all about science. Mm-hmm. And so from a young age, I never thought that religion and science were like two things that have to be like, be like, you can't believe in either. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got really lucky. It wasn't until I was older until I realized I was like, Oh, People are on this bullshit when it comes to, I don't know. I feel like religion and science do go together. I think religion and business yeah. simply shouldn't. No. Yeah, religion and business are like, no. Like, Jesus was a fucking socialist piece mm-hmm. of shit. Like, it is a double major that is cursed forever. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, let's all share everything. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I got bread. You got what you got. Hell yeah, yeah. Bring it over. He's like, I got a little bit of blood. Is that Yeah, useful? I got blood. We, look, we can get busy. We, we all kind of bring our things together. <laughs> Jesus was a socialist. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what, what Bible people be reading, but I'm like, it's very clear where Jesus' politics were at. He was hanging out with sex workers and and telling people, fuck money. Like, <laughs> fuck money, fuck taxes. Everybody just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Salvation Army, you got some explaining to do. Explaining to do. <laughs> do. Um, I want to be in the jerk. <laughs> Just making sassy faces every time they say shit. Yeah, maybe. You know what? I'll give you an update if this thing goes to court or whatever. Yeah. We'll show up outside. I've never done jury duty before, but this would be great. 
<laughs> we sign up to do duty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that is that is the entire fucking episode. Wow, that has been the busted business bureau. Um, would you B. like to once again plug your socials? Yeah, what's up? What's up? You know who it is? It's Blender Bluid, international crime boss. Uh, yeah, the YouTube channel is uh, we just renamed it. It's called Super Villain Talk Radio. Look that shit up. I'm the host uh, with the most. Uh, and uh, I be giving bad advice and telling people to do bad shit all the time, but don't except for human trafficking. <laughs> we ain't we, we ain't into that. Yikes! I'm glad Blunder Blue is trying to line somewhere. We draw a line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I also I've never once plugged social media for this <laughs> podcast, but I made some. It's on Busted Biz Bureau. <laughs> it's still private, but by the time Bust, this is released, was Busted Business Bureau taken, or did you just want to? It was go too for long for all social nah, media. <laughs> so you know follow that i guess Triple B. it'll be up by the time this podcast comes out i assume so. blood 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 no crips can listen to this <laughs> podcast can it say that you know what <laughs> in your bio if you <laughs> all these I'll, I'll put it in the bio okay um <laughs> Okay, and also yeah. donate your money to the Lincoln Lodge um, and follow them on all social yeah, media. Yeah, shout to the Lincoln Lodge. Shout to the Lodge. The Lodge. The Lodge. Uh, I was here until three in the morning yesterday. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> uh, all right, Doing what? Working. Yeah. Hey, take a class at the Lincoln Lodge. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, build your resume. You know what I'm saying? Get in the game. You know what I mean? You got to start. The only thing you got to do is start. You know what I'm saying? You'll get to that finish line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I'll make you a margarita. Yeah. And drink. <laughs> Don't be a narc. <laughs> no, being sober is great. Being sober is also incredibly great. And we need people who drink uh, waters. We, you know what? Um, alcohol is not a natural substance of this godly <laughs> earth. So no drinking, actually. Exactly. No fermented nothing. No. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's yeah. all I got to say. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>